Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is as national as Detroit is going to get when it comes to the big news. Like, I remember one of the things we got spoiled on, there's that run where, you know, the the then Indians were in the World Series. LeBron was back. They were in the, the finals. The Browns were tanking, and it was like a national thing. And it was like, I remember being on, like, getting the night show on, like, a, like a Monday it was announced. And on, like, Wednesday it was on with Doug Gottlieb. <laughs> and like the next the next week I was on with Colin right. Coward and I remember just being like whoa 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 why am I qualified to talk about this I just got a show uh but like I feel like this is Detroit's glow up moment yeah right you do have the Lions in the AFC title game and it was so cool um oh gosh it wasn't I wasn't watching they didn't have sports center because of stupid tennis today um I was watching <laughs> it pissed me off so bad like it's between tennis and some nope I'm going to keep the tiger in the cage. I'm not going to take a shot. I'm above that now. I'm a new Nick Wilson, damn it. Even though yesterday the whole start of the show was me taking shots at everybody around me here. Um, But I digress. But, like, it was cool to see. um, I think it was ESPN did, like, a montage of – it was the 49ers over the Lions in the NFC title game in 1983. And it was, like, 31 to 30. Right. And they did a whole write-up on it. And I had – guys – I consider myself pretty adept at NFL history because I'm fascinated by it. I'm, I'm really like the different eras of the NFL in how things have broken out and how the Browns went from the team in the right. NFL to being a team that everybody's like, man, remember when they were the Browns, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but like the Lions stuff, it's just fascinating because like yeah. I remember uh, Bobby Ross. I remember Wayne Fonts, but like that, that, that really nice – Early 80s run, no frame of reference for. Well, did you watch the Barry Sanders documentary? I did not. You know why I couldn't? You, I, I was afraid it was going to be like Michael's um, The Last Dance. Uh, no. Where it, there was just like a, I have a, an axe to grind. I was terrified that it was going to ruin the way I look at Barry Sanders because I thought even less of Michael after The Last Dance. Yeah, no, the, it was it was phenomenal. I've watched it twice. That's how good it was. I, I watched it twice. The behind the scenes of... What what led to his retirement and you know things that happened uh, with the Lions in that era because I, I you know that was my childhood you know, Barry Sanders yeah. was the Jim Brown of my childhood and um, hasn't he gotten lost a little bit in just the the overall shuffle Yeah he has and it's like honestly I don't know why I well I know why it's ridiculous that Emmett Smith and his legacy has aged better in the NFL than Barry Sanders Yeah and it's all tied to team success. But if you go back at the height, it wasn't really a conversation. 
while Emmett was a truly great player, I'm not using this to, to besmirch him. I'm right. simply like the conversation ended with Barry Sanders. Right. Because, I mean, very few guys ran like that. And, and he's kind of like the last great lion. Yeah. For, for you know, yeah. like they, they just, similar to the Browns, where they just had this drought of talent, right? Yeah. I mean, Joe Thomas is the, the Browns' first, Hall of Famer of the expansion era. Yep. And as much as we lo- love Joe, but he was a left tackle. He wasn't a running back. He wasn't a quarterback or a receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he was in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know when, you know, I don't know when the Browns are getting that next. I, I think it's going to be Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. you know, when his career's done. But if Batonio played right tackle, it would be Batonio. Right. But because he's a guard, that's going to hurt him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know who the next Brown star offensive mm-hmm. Hall of Famer is going to be. I mean, you would say Nick Chubb. Yeah, the, but the, I don't know that is, the longevity is there. Well, and the problem with running backs is it's the numbers now, because windows are shorter, the numbers now pale in comparison to right. the Emmets and the Berries. And so there's a perceptional thing there. I just, I'll be honest with you, I'm 100% rooting for the Lions. In, in any matchup, I'm rooting for the Lions this weekend. It, the Lions can play anybody in the Super Bowl, and I'm rooting for the Lions. And that's funny because on one hand, I mean, I, I think the most likely thing that happens is the Chiefs, against all odds, end up again winning another championship. I, I think this is, they continue to just be that team that like they are not as good as they were last year because of the drops, and Kelsey's taking a small right. step back. The and guys are throwing helmets on the yes. sideline and yes. yelling and screaming with each other. Yes. And it just it didn't feel like they were the cohesive thing. But then for whatever, some way, somehow, it's, it's, it's clicking again for them. So I think that's the most likely thing. And there's a part of me, and maybe it's because Keith and I had an argument this time yesterday. Keith and I have been arguing over when the Chiefs will become a dynasty. Three for, Super Bowls for, for two. Okay, thank not, you. See, Daryl's on the on the side. That's why I know three I'm right. Super Bowls in five or six years. That's a dynasty. But why is it three Super Bowls? Why because, is that the number? Because you know teams do go. I realize going back to back is hard to do and things like that. But mm-hmm. when when you go and get a third in a short period of time, okay, that's another level. Just so, like the, the the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots were a twenty year dynasty. But to me, I look at the Patriots like they were two dynasties. Two separate dynasties. Because they had three Super Bowls in a short period of time. Yes, they were winning the East every year, still in the playoffs, but they were were not... Yeah. You know, they weren't Super Bowl. They were stepped back off then, that level. Yeah. Then they come back and on boom, all the here's three more Super Bowls there. So I like I look at the Patriots as three. Uh the Bulls, um, you know, they the Bulls. They, they win three. Michael Re- retires in air quotes and then comes back and they win three more. And um I just I think that that third Super Bowl, or I should say championship or World Series or, you know, NBA Finals win. I just think a third title in a three to six year window, that's a dime. Because, and typically, too, the team is the same for the most part. The core of the team remains the same. And that also makes the dynasty because that core of a team is dominating everyone else and piling up those championships. So I have to put a cork in this because anytime we start talking about dynasties, it does spill into what has become. A heavyweight fight. So I'm going the to... The Browns are not a dynasty. 
The Cavs were not a dynasty. <laughs> uh, we're not doing that because now we're going to start pissing people off. My they, point they, is we're putting a pin in it. I respectfully disagree. The, but, the Cavs were a dynasty of the Eastern Conference for four years. How I about think, that? I think the most likely outcome is the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. But even in a Chiefs really? line Super Bowl. I, I think the Ravens winning the Super Bowl is the most likely outcome. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, that's uh, they, so. My point they is, they were just destroying teams this year. Like they yeah. weren't just they weren't just winning games. They were winning by twenty one points. Yeah, I think. I, I just, I'll just uh, to me this is get over the hump and I'll believe you. Okay, that, so, I mean it's it's fair, but I I just t- to me the Ravens winning the Super Bowl is the most likely outcome. It's the outcome that I detest and mm-hmm. don't want to see happen. I'm so glad you brought that up um, because yesterday Dustin said on this air and in in Dustin's thought process is. The Chiefs beat the Bills. His little boy is the biggest Bills fan on the planet, and it broke his kiddo's heart. Right. So he was rooting for the Ravens because he can't root for the Chiefs because of what just happened to the See, Bills. See, I, I would rather, if I'm in Dustin's situation, I would want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl because then you can say to your little boy, you can say, hey, they lost to the champions. Yeah. They lost to the best team there, there was this season. Well, and also, to me, that makes that loss a little more palpable for a kid. Also, nothing's going to make that Bills loss sting anymore. Like I'm, this is a this is a Vince McMahon moment. Uh, the Bills screwed the Bills. Like, hey, Sean McDermott, I mean, I mean, you hey, want to win? If, if Sean McDermott's serious about winning, don't go it for uh, on fourth and five at your own thirty, look, you jackass. Look, when you can fake a punt with Tamar Hamlin. On fourth and five, sometimes you just got to do it, you yeah. know. N- naturally, S- sincerely, Sean naturally. McDermott. And when the when the long snapper said it came from the sidelines, I would have personally fired Sean McDermott <laughs> there for for the good of Bills fan psyche. I, I know. I thought that was a check. Like it's one thing if you checked into it, right? You're like, okay, they got ten guys. Let's try and catch them off guard. But the fact that it was called from the side. Yes, but my take with the Ravens is. I, I will never be able to root for them, no matter whether I think it's – like, I like John Harbaugh. I respect the hell you out of You realize they're on the cycle, right? They won the Super Bowl in 2000. They won it again in 2012, and now it's 2024. It's like they're one Super Bowl every 12 years. But here's why. Here's why I can't – they'll always be Cleve, the, the old Browns. Right. And the only moment where I'll ever be able to not just fully loathe that team, it has nothing to do with the Ravens. It has everything to do with the Browns. Like the re- the reasons why I'm rooting against the Ravens now, I hate watch them, is because I'm still pissed about the Texans' loss. Right. Like it stings. It stings that you had a team that probably was built to go toe to toe with the Ravens, and you but, couldn't get there to play them. Yeah, because for some reason your team couldn't get it up going on the road. Like that's the most maddening thing in the world. A team, because then again, that falls back in the idea of I don't want a team that front runs. That is a sign. I don't think this team was front runners, by the way. Right. But. It's, that is the residual. That is the one left over front running tendency this team had that the last two years it had that I right. that just drives me crazy. And, and when you talk about the letdown, then it feels like you're diminishing what they accomplished yes. and through the adversity. And it's like I just separate it and and I'm just like, you went through all that for nothing. Yeah. And you you, you work so hard for nothing. But yeah. I'll be able in this scenario, if if I have some bone to pick with the other team, I'll be able to root for the Ravens. When the Browns win a Super Bowl, it will know the Ravens because my every year the my hatred for the Ravens as I see the stability as I see the success. I mean, for God's sake, because John Harbaugh is supposed to be here. Yes, but John Harbaugh is a Cleveland guy. I'm sorry, he's a Northeast Ohio guy. So, like, not only did you take 
one of our 10 best players ever in Ozzy, anoint him as a GM, and go on this 20-year run. Now you're taking a guy from from the little back, what, Sandusky area, Toledo area, and you're you're marching into the playoffs every single year. Yeah. So I, like when I recoiled when Dustin said it yesterday, I was like, I can't. I can't. I'll never be able to be good with the Ravens winning. This will piss me off way more than Michigan winning the national title. Yeah, the, because the, I at least had my I'd had my moment with uh, with Ohio State kicking the crap out of Michigan for 15. Years. I had that. So when when all these Ohio State fans, oh my God, it sucks. This is the worst thing ever. It's like, no, you kicked their ass for 15 years. They've had three good years. And Let get, them have it. And, and Congrats on the title. And in the century, you're two to one in the championship yes, thing. So, yes. So but, like it doesn't. But Cleveland. We don't, I mean, like the clap back is, ah, we beat you in November, hashtag suck it in Baltimore. Like that's, that's a thing. Yeah. So like that to And then me you is, get to talk about, oh, well, that was your Super Bowl, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, here, here's, the thing for me is, and again, it's good that the Browns are stable now and, and, and they've got the arrow pointed in the right direction with the organization. But the fact of the matter is, that the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers are everything Browns fans wish the Cleveland Browns were. We're, we're worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Have been, will be. Mm-hmm. Those two organizations, and I realize this, it's been a little bit since the, the reason. The reason why the Steeler fans want to run Mike Tomlin out of town is because he's not winning Super Bowls. Yep. It had look what Tomlin did this year was some of the best coaching you'll ever see. Uh, what he's done in recent years, right? Uh, there have been years where they should probably have won two or three or four games, and he still has them with winning seasons. But guess what? Steeler fans aren't concerned with winning seasons. Yep. They're concerned with winning Super Bowls. That's their standard there. We're sitting up here in Cleveland like, my God, if we had Mike Tomlin here and he had 17 straight winning seasons, we're building statues, naming babies and schools and streets and everything else after this guy, right? But the, in Pittsburgh, he's not good enough yep. because they're not winning Super Bowls. 
that's their standard. And the Ravens, that's where Harbaugh was about five years ago. Right. After, at the end of the Joe Flacco era. Right. And now you have the Ravens. You know, I make the joke. They're on the cycle of, well, they won one in, in 2000. Now 2012 is 2024. So they're due to win their third. And you know what? In three weeks, we could be sitting here lamenting the fact that the Ravens have three Vince Lombardi trophies and the Browns have one playoff win since a, 1999. A Ravens Super Bowl win is more deflating than a Steelers is. Yeah, Because yeah, at least, I mean, like, the Steelers are an entity. They are the beacon. If you can beat them, it changes the way you feel about your team. But because of the history, I... In, if, For the first time year, since 89, the Browns finished ahead in the standings of the Steelers. If next year the Browns won the Super Bowl, I would care so much less about the Ravens. I just, I wouldn't even bug me anymore. Because at least I got mine. And I did want to take a minute just to talk about the, the Michigan stuff. Because on one hand, the the reaction to Harbaugh going back to the NFL, I'm surprised there isn't more more pearl clutching from the national media. Like there's been Greg Doyle out of Indianapolis. Greg has hated Michigan and and had things to say about Jim Harbaugh for a long time. If this was Ryan Day at Ohio State and this happened, be wall to wall, every network, every cable outlet of just. What a horrible move Ryan Day made and how he abandoned Ohio State and left the program in peril. And all right. I mean, I, I remember the national outrage with Jim Tressel and the tattoo scandal. Well, I think what softens the blow is just that Harbaugh won the national title. Oh, well, but I, I just think it's the ultimate, like, you know, when, when Tress was, uh, or actually, no, Pete Carroll's a great representation of this. Because Pete had that run at USC, and towards the end, they got in trouble with the NCAA. And then, you know, Pete, I think, was hit with a show clause by the NCAA when he left to go to to Seattle. Right. And everybody, I mean, the pearl clutching, Colin Coward, Whitlock, all the talking heads at the time had something to say that the NFL should suspend him. Right. And I actually, I want to give the NFL media credit and the college football news credit, like, Nobody's saying, or not nobody, but very few people are saying things that are that stupid. Yeah. Like, honestly, like this, you could not have scripted this better if you're Jim Harbaugh, let alone Michigan. But, but think about it. From where he was three years ago, where they dipped into his pocket and said, we're going we're gonna to cut a certain amount of your salary, or you're just not going to be the head coach anymore. From there to three years later, winning a national title and basically being able to say to Michigan and to an NFL franchise, this guy had to call teams last year. He was calling to get interviews. Like he was cold calling for like serious subscriptions <laughs> for like a uh, like a like a like a, uh, a a telemarketing place. Hey Nick, Jim here. I'd yeah. like to be your head coach. Yeah, can you I, hiring? Yeah, can I renew my subscription to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings for the low, low price of eight million nine hundred ninety-nine million dollars a year? Is that okay? Can I do that? Can is that <laughs> would that be interested to you? No. Well, let me move on to my second objection here. <laughs> what about seven million nine hundred? Like, but it just it, it felt like he was zeroed in on that Charger situation yes. with Justin Herbert, and um, and like I said, it was the least surprising news, right? That. He ultimately, and and I'm going to tell you right now, guarantee you, Chargers will be a player in the AFC West. Yeah, I. So it's not that I disagree because I think Harbaugh has just he can just he coach. wins everywhere he goes. Yes. Nick. Now 
Uh, he's also allowed to scout now. You're allowed to send scouts to games. That, oh, that is permitted in the NFL. Just wait for Connor Stallions. They're, Connor Stallions to the Chargers I, in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> Keith, you're the ultimate Michigan man. Are you going to deny that Connor Stallions will in some oh, way he won't be, be on this staff? Come on. That, no, let's, but let's could be he be the one of the front office members? The only people saying that there's like that he left things for dead in Michigan are the people that overblew this thing from the very beginning. Like, uh, I on. want to talk about the there Connor Stallions thing. There are so many thing. people on this station. He's sidestepping and, and, the hell out of it. Oh, the Connor yeah. Stallions thing? Yeah. No, admit it. He'll be he'll be a scout for uh, for the Chargers no. in like three seconds. He's, Jim Harbaugh has to be irritated with that kid. Because of all the winning they did together? Well, because he got caught. That's why. Okay. I No, I'm sorry. I mean, how dumb can you be to be buying tickets in your own name? I mean, on both sides okay. of the field. I was going to defend it because <laughs> I want to continue to paint the what idea that Connor Stallions is going to go to the like, Chargers. The point is, it was pretty stupid. Zero chance? Zero. I'll give it a 1.5% chance. chance Jim Harbaugh does not hire idiots twice. He hired them the first time. Probably not going to do it. If a you give me time. enough time, I could refute that. Okay, but all right. I, especially well, when sure he hires refute all you want. When, when he hires Greg Roman to be the offensive coordinator, <laughs> in uh, in about two weeks, we'll know, and I'll be be able to disprove you then. But here's the thing: I do think that Harbaugh is going to win. But I think you know it's funny. Everything that people say about the Browns and the loaded AFC right. are things you should say about anybody getting a job in the AFC right now. Right, like. One, I don't think it's going to be as simple as Harbaugh steps in and the greatest iteration of Justin Herbert right. comes to fruition because they're not. It's not going to be the same kind of offense. They're not going to do what Har what uh, what what the Chargers' offense has right. done the last two years because that's antithetical to Harbaugh's ground and pound kind of mentality. Yep. And the other part is, um, Mac. I'm actually going to need the assist on this one because they're so in Dutch with uh, the with, uh, um, salary cap, that Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, and what are the other names? So the the four I gave you before the show was uh, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, um, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. Yes. Those four get them uh, $80 million in savings, and it only gets them to $36 million in cap. And that's only if they cut them. Yes. If they trade them, it actually diminishes. So... I don't know that that thing is built in. It, listen, they're going to have the sixth easiest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, That's going to give them a chance. And they're probably not winning that division because Mahomes seems to have some sort of vice vice grip over that. Uh, but you can still get into the playoffs. Yeah. But in terms of, like, if you said three years from now, uh, the Chargers will be in an AFC title game, I'd seriously consider that that's a reality. Because that, to me, is the impact of, of Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I don't but know. But it that wouldn't they'll... surprise me if they were an okay team this year if yeah. they end up having to cut a guy like Joey Bosa. Yeah, well, they're they're going. There's no question they're going to have to do a retool. I don't know if it's a full fledged rebuild because I don't think Harbaugh's yes moving on from Michigan to them yep. to go through this whole rebuild, right? And and I'm I'm guarantee you roster management and this, and this is why with the whole cute. Remember the Hugh Jackson? Oh, I wasn't told that they were going to gut the place, right? Yeah. This is all part of that conversation when you're going through the interview process. And if it isn't, you as the candidate did a terrible job then yep. doing your homework on them. But ro the roster management aspect, right? Okay, yeah, 
in a little bit of salary cap situation here. How are you going to handle it? What What are you thinking? Who's Who's got to go? Who can stay? Who can be restructured? Right? What room do we have to add in free agency? How's our draft capital? At? What are our uh, additional organizational assets look like? This is all part of that interview process. It's not just Jim Harbaugh getting up on a uh, on a whiteboard in front of ownership and drawing a bunch of stuff and, yeah. and wowing them, and, and they're sitting there going, ooh and ah, and this is great, right? It, it's it's the interview is both ways where they have to explain to him or they should have explained to him, uh, you know, the realities of the fifty three and where they are organizationally and how they can position this team to win immediately because he again he's not going there to do what the Browns did and burn the house down yeah. and start from scratch and try and get the number one pick in the draft. Well, but I just think to, to kind of the, the bigger picture here is the second Harbaugh got hired in uh, L.A., people immediately went, man, I don't know how you're going to compete next year. And I just think that's such a uniquely – and I'm not talking – that's not a Cleveland thing. Yeah. That's how people perceive the Browns to the rest of the AFC. And it's like, listen, the Chargers could be a factor next year. N- none right. of us really know. I mean, we'll have to see how their offseason goes. I think they have probably the widest breadth – of possibilities are one of them because of right. uh, whether you just pay some of these salaries down, whether you do what the Browns have done, where you just move the goalposts financially or whether, you, <laughs> right. or, or whether you honestly just cut some of these dudes who are pillars of that roster. But like, I guess my point is I don't like this, this whole panic about, Oh man, the AFC just continues to get tougher and tougher. And yeah. you can say that about every franchise and the only reason, it's like people like Florio weaponize Deshaun's health and Deshaun's contract. And I mean, I think you can get really, I think you can kind of read between the lines why they would do that. One, Mike's a bit of a provocateur. Two, Mike has a problem with Deshaun, given what Deshaun was accused of and suspended for. Right. But the, the there's no difference between what the Browns are going through with the uncertainty with Deshaun then the Jets' uncertainty coming off a down year without Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be 40 years old, with coming off a bum Achilles. Right. Like, there's like three or four teams, maybe two teams, really, that are top of the pops. Okay, these teams are going to be in the playoffs next year. Almost everybody else. And by the way, there's two teams, two, three teams in the AFC who are the bottom, right? And then there's about 10 teams, 11 teams, 12 teams in between that. Yeah, And that's where the Browns exist. And trying to speculate where they are today, to me, is just easy, low-hanging fruit in a way to rile up a fan base that is still a little pissed off about the way the Houston game went. And I did realize today, in in thinking about this, I'm still not in any way over the Texans game. I'm still very mad about that. And I just, I uncovered a level of anger. It's like grief. Like, I've been dealing with all this grief in my life, you know, since my dad passed away 11 years ago. And I've been dealing with it. It comes in waves and all these things. The same thing can be said about the Browns' loss <laughs> to the friggin' Texans. So you're it's, still going through the five I, stages like, of grief. I'm going to have to bring it up in therapy because I, the dad stuff, you know, I've talked about it enough. It's starting to kind of see, recede a little bit here. Now I have Browns' agony to talk with my therapist about. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.